Welcome to this edition of the Fins Up Podcast. I'm your host, Sado Dan, and for the second night in a row, I am blessed to be joined by the number one Chad Townsend fan, Mr. Mortimer, who's giving me a terrible look right now. How you been, Terry? I was better until you said that. Don't have to lie about your love for the Chad. Yeah, right. Hmm. Is, 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 this how, is this how we're playing it, is it? This is how we're playing it, mate. I'm still filthy last night that you rubbed my face in Milford playing Origin. He had one bad game. I literally introduced you as the most handsome man in the Shire, and you want to call me a fucking Townsend fan? <laughs> Look, I, I said I would turn here last night, and I didn't, and tonight I've turned up, and I am playing bad cop. Well, Probably shouldn't uh, use that term at the moment, but anywho. Subject, isn't it? Um, then, speaking of touchy subjects, the Cronulla Sharks 16, West Tigers 28. Uh, before before I go off into a bit of a tangent, I know you want to rant and rave, so the floor is yours, Daniel. I have something to admit, Terry, and I'm not proud to admit this. Watching the Sharks no longer brings me joy. Now... I love my rugby league. It makes me happy, and I could not be happier that the game's come back. Fans or no fans couldn't care less, love the game. Watching the Sharks, I said during the week that it's like punching yourself in the face numerous times, but the last time you do it, it doesn't hurt, so maybe you think it's a good idea again. It's never a good idea. It has aged me terribly, and apart from about 10 to 15 minute spell there where we actually played some football, I was extremely pissed off for two hours straight on the weekend. Uh, the only two hours where I wasn't happy is watching those motherfuckers in black, white, and blue absolutely pretend to play football. Uh, so that's where I'm at right now. Whereabouts are you? Um, I, I'm getting towards that as well. Um, look, the, the thing is, let, let's start with the positives uh, that came back from this. The positives were Matt Moylan uh, came back this week. Uh, Townsend got injured, and that's probably where you can leave it um, for the positives. But it was just—it was a really odd game of football, and you know the boys have been training, you know, for four weeks now with the, with the new rule uh, in place, and they really look like just—they look like seventeen blokes who had literally just been handpicked to go and play a game for the first 10 minutes and then for the last 20 minutes. Um, somewhere in between that, we got our shit together, but it wasn't enough. Uh, it was frustrating. It was it was depressing. Uh, there were some performers, if you want to call that, from the Sharks this week who, you know, should be embarrassed if their pay goes in. Um, and and we, we, you know, we're going to pick some players out, but... The other thing that was really, really disgusting for this game, and it hurts me to say it because John Morris is one of my favourite Sharks and favourite people on the planet, but his coaching was, was fucking atrocious for this game. It was, his coaching was disgusting. His use of the bench was very, very ordinary. Before I completely go off, because once I'm off that cliff, I'm falling tonight. Can we talk about Matt Moylan for a second? Now... He's come back after a series of injuries. We all know the history. We all know the facts. He played lock for about 25 to 30 minutes, and he ran the ball like I've never seen Matt Moylan run the ball. 
He hit yeah. the biggest player on the field as if to send a message saying, I'm fine, let's go. Yep. Then, with the game on the line, he throws the worst pass you'll ever see and hits Josh Dugan in the ankles. That bad undoes everything good that he did before, and then some. Because people are calling for his head, even though for the time he was on, he was undoubtedly our best player. He didn't miss a tackle. He ran up and he tried to hit people. He tried to change the game. This was the annoying Matt Moylan, as Gaz was saying earlier, in jest, of early days Cronulla. And he was fantastic and he looked great. As soon as he had a decision to make and he threw that pass, he completely undid all the goodwill and I just had my inbox fucking flooded. So frustrating because for 25, 30 minutes, he was fucking as close to perfect in the role they asked him to play. Yeah, look, uh, that, that pass there, you can see that, but it's like a basketballer, you know, when fatigue gets in and, and your legs go, you could just tell that, you know, that, that was a guy who was off for, he was off for 10 months. Um, and that one pass there, unfortunately, you know, he would love it back. Um, and it, that was just a fatigue pass. That was just a, literally, he just threw that ball and, the minute it came out of his hands, you could just see it was the classic Matt Moyle and he, he cursed. Um, you're right, though. There is a big difference between Matt Moyle playing fullback and Matt Moyle playing in the front line. And he's playing 5'8 this week. And and I'm really excited. I'm, I'm excited that he's back playing 5'8. I think it's his best position. Um, and it now gives us a spine of Blake Braley, Sean Johnson, Matt Moyle and Will Kennedy. And I've never been so fucking horny to lose by 30. This, this is the spine we're going to go for. I don't care whether Chad's fit, etc., etc. We'll talk about him later. I'm saving that one up. Um, yeah. Moylan has to play in the front line. He proved that with his performance here. You're exactly right. From fullback, he, his body's not up to it. When he can brace himself for the shots, he'll hit the biggest poke on the field. But if he's looking at the ball and a player's coming through, he's got his eyes on, I'm going to get hurt here, and he, he's fucking hopeless. Will Kennedy's our fullback moving forward. No one with any argument can prove to be wrong. Kennedy's our fullback. Matt Moylan's our number six. I don't care if Johnson plays or not anymore. Moylan's our best bet at six. He uh-huh. That pass came fatigue is 100% correct. He looked like he was going to run. He created space and then threw the ball. If that was 2018 Matt Moylan, he runs through the gap and he scores. Once oh, yeah. he gets yeah, that confidence right. back, I can't wait. You're horny, yeah. sub. You're, now I'm horny. Yeah. Fucking hell, I wish I was with you right now, Dan. We could just hold each other about that more than... You and me both, mate. But that the thing is, though, all these fuckwits on the Facebook page going in about how Moylan was our worst player on field, they watched one pass of a 35-minute game. And don't forget, he came off, thought his night was over, and got thrown straight back on. He had time to cool down, but not warm up again. You know, yeah, it was still a shit um, pass, but come on. The, the, the problem is, the... Facebook fans probably didn't watch the game and then caught the highlights the next day and Channel 9 ran that pass a hundred times so they'd be sitting there going fuck Moylan off or whatever but yeah you're absolutely right in the front line he was unreal he was tackling he was running he was involved he was doing his job he was getting the board away Graham he was doing everything that you could ask him ask of him uh, I've got some notes here as well um, people are going off about Andrew Fafita not being included you know, saying his knee's not right. It's not his knee. He did his calf uh, the day before the captain's challenge. He, he missed the game. He's going to miss this week as well. 
Um, muscular injuries again are coming back to bite us on the arse. Uh, I had Matt Moylan back. Um, I've got a stat for you, Dan, and it's it's a stat that's not going to go very well for one of our players. Let's do it. With Aaron Woods off the field, we won the game 16-0. With Aaron Woods on the field, we lost the game 28-0. We were down 10-0, and then Woodsy got hooked. Then we come back and lose the game. Uh, we come back and lost the game when he came on for his second stint. Unbelievable, just how fucking bad he was. Considering this was, this was his former team. I've written he was here. Aaron Woods is a liability, and I've underlined it just to to remind me to say it. He's he not was... a liability. He's, he's not a liability. Aaron Woods is is a quality front rower who just has lazy tendencies. And when he has a game where his laziness outshines his work, it's awful. And he was beyond fucking awful this weekend. I think this new rule was brought in. I'm going to call it that the Woods rule because the Woods it was rule. it's brought in to stop him laying in the ruck and yeah. being lazy. He's in he's in really good shape. He's quick. There is no reason this guy can't get back. But the amount of times they bust straight up the middle, Toby Rudolph outplayed him. And Toby's got, what, 150 games less experience than him? And it wasn't yeah. even close. The fact that... So, you, you go on, yeah. mate, because once, like I said, once I'm off this cliff, see you later. No, 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 no. keep going, keep going, unload on him. Aaron Woods goes off. Scott Sorensen comes on and plays far better than Woods. Yeah. He's in everything. Yeah. Our middle defence just tightened up so much with Sorensen, who's a second rower playing prop. And he outplayed him big time. Ueli outplayed him. Uh, I, I, Moylan outplayed him as a forward. Woods, for me, I wouldn't have picked him this weekend. I would have said, you sit the fuck down and you think about what you've done. I would have said, no McDonald's for you, mate. You fucking earn your cheeseburgers because he was so frustratingly shit. And it's not like it was errors. You know, Moylan threw that pass trying too hard. Woods won't get back, and then when he they run past, he throws his hands up. Like, oh, oh no, I'm out of position. Make the fucking tackle. It's not that hard. That's what you're paid to do. You know, shave your fucking head bald. Stop worrying about being funny on Twitter and play football. We're paying you a shitload of money. We need the Aaron Woods who came to the club with a chip on his shoulder, not this lazy fucking, oh, I'm the coolest guy ever, Aaron Woods. We need pissed off, fuck you, Canterbury, Aaron Woods. Uh, agree. Uh, you mentioned our boy Toby Rudolph. He had a ferocious start. He was just running at everybody, hitting everybody, and then he got taken off. And I don't know why Bomber left him off for as long as he did, because when he came back on, he looked cold. He did. It's like he had this game he, plan. He, he left him off way too long then. He, like, literally, I'm sitting there in the second half going, when's Toby coming back on? They're starting, they were starting to make that... You know, all the inroads around the middle. Toby Rudolph is our best ruck defender. And one of the best ruck defenders in the competition on the weekend. By my, mate. What was he doing? I don't know. It's like he's got this game plan of, I'm going to play Woods for 30 minutes, regarded of which Aaron Woods you get. If you get lazy on the weekend, Aaron Woods, you hook him after 15 minutes, because you can tell in the first set of six. Rudolph was hitting everything that moved, and he sat him down. And I just, I don't know why the fuck we keep Starting Jack Williams. The guy offers nothing. Williams didn't have a bad game on the weekend, but 
Jack Williams' best game for us has been when he's had the number 16 on his back. Yes, Mate's bring got, him on. Mate's got Sorensen our lock. Mate's got Sorensen our lock right now. Absolutely. And I never thought I'd... I, we, at the beginning of the year, we were saying that Jack Williams... It was between Jack Williams and Billy McGoolis for who the lock is. Our lock is Scott Sorensen. Sorensen, he's got a mortgage on it at the moment. I don't think Magulius. He's he's this isn't he's not playing for Newtown. He can't come on and do some freaky kick that no one's set and ready for and catching people off guard here. He's got to, he's got to play hard middle football, and I don't think. I mean, on the weekend he wasn't very good. I'm still a Magulius fan, and I prefer him there over Williams. But I think we've made a good decision, which we'll get to later about our bench this week. Hopefully, he fucking uses it correctly. Josh Dugan filled the void for Bronson's area and he filled it quite well apart from that tackle, um, which he and Chad Townsend let No Faluma pretty much fucking walk a line dropout back through for a try. Uh, the glare from Wade Graham was the highlight of that play, though. It certainly was. That was this, some perfect photos. That. Who was responsible for that? Um, look, they're both responsible for it, but if you're going to say who was more responsible, more responsible, it was Chad. He was one-on-one with him, and then obviously Dugan threw that lazy arm out because Dugan was marked up on his man. But, fuck, between a guy who's won a World Cup for Australia in the centres and a bloke who's played 180 undeserved first-grade games, you can't let Nofaluma just do that to you. That was embarrassing. That, hey, that was embarrassing. Mate, I know Nofaluma breaks a lot of tackles, but he picked the ball up and he jogged to the line because of the way the ball bounced around. It was self-preservation and he went straight through. If my phone wasn't already cracked, it was on Saturday because I'll tell you what, I hurled that thing so hard. Yeah. Um, before I get in and go off on the coach, because I am about to go off on him, uh, Wade Graham is an absolute superstar. He was fantastic, but he only ran for like 53 metres or something. He, he did more ball playing and kicking because our halfback can't kick and our halfback can't ball play. Kicking I've actually got really. that here, kicking A+. plus. Every time they went left in that first half, he was pinning yeah. them in their own corner, and then we completely forgot about it in the second half. Yeah, that, that's, that's the thing. Like People turn around and say Chad Townsend is, our, is, is a controlling halfback. Control, we controlled the game down the left edge. We got ourselves back into the game and got ourselves in front by going to the left edge. Sean Johnson was off, Nakora was off, Ramian was off, Ronaldo was the best thing about that right edge. Fuck it off. Yeah. Get, hit the left edge. Every time we were in attacking position or every time we needed to make some metres, we just needed to go left and we stopped doing it and it was so frustrating. That's why Wade Graham had 53 metres. Um, the last point I make before I go off on a tangent, I have Will Kennedy and Scott Sorensen were unreal. Uh, Will Kennedy dropped that bomb, and it could have been a horror night from him. Anything that came his way afterwards, he was incredible. The best thing about Will Kennedy, though, is the short kicks behind the line. He reads them so well, which is why, like, I think he reads... You know, we were so frustrated with Valentine Holmes uh, because Val doesn't read grubbers into the end goal very well. Will Kennedy read that so well, uh, and he took every other bomb that came from him from Benji and Luke Brooks. I was really, really impressed with him. Um, and I thought the way that he picked his head up after that bomb was just was absolutely brilliant. The, the disappointing thing about that bomb, though, was it wasn't the senior players that were consoling him afterwards. It was your Ronaldos and your Katoas. Where where were the guys like Sean Johnson and our controlling halfback and and you know Aaron Woods with his 180 games going putting an arm around him? 
100% noticed that. I said Ronaldo was the first one to him. I know he was close, but you could yeah. tell it was a fuck, mate, head up, don't worry about it. I think yeah. it's that Newtown bond because, I mean, they went through some shit last year. I'm a yeah. huge Will Kennedy fan. I was super frustrated when he dropped it. 10 nil down after six minutes. But his other 79 minutes of football, arguably our best all night, apart from Wade Graham, of course. Yeah, and I know that um, uh, the the big boy, Alloway, who scored the try, went over the top of him. But, mate, they, they had to go 99... The Tigers had to go 99 metres to get to Will Kennedy. And, you know, you're going to put a big guy on a little guy, it'd be like me running over the top of you. I fucking own you all day of the week. So, yeah... Will Kennedy, he was one of the shining lights for that. Now, I'm going to go in on the coaching here because we've already talked about his disgraceful use of the bench, his horrible play with Aaron Woods, the fact that he didn't get Toby Rudolph back on you know, quicker than he needed to. Um, the alarming thing, though, was Chad Townsend and how disgusting he was. Turns out Chad had an injury. Now, this is an actual quote from John Morris at full time said, Chatty had some tightness in his hamstring. Luckily, we had Matty Moylan uh, in the team, but he, referring to Chad, was carrying it for about 10 minutes before we got him off. We wanted to see if it was going to improve or not, but it was getting worse and he couldn't sprint. What the actual fuck is that? What is that? I hadn't heard that quote, mate. Floor's yours. If your halfback turns around to your trainer and says, I've got a problem with my hamstring, have we not learned anything from our $950,000 player being out for 10 months with a hamstring injury? What are you thinking? Like, and, and, you know, if he turns around and says he can't sprint, he's got a hamstring injury, well, he couldn't move left to right either, and it proved that when Norfolk walked straight through him. The minute you turn around and say, I've got, a, I've got a tight hamstring, get him off. We had Moylan there. Moylan was already on the field. Just get him off. They wasted an interchange. Yeah, exactly right. They took Moylan off knowing that that Chad had hamstring tightness. And Chad's been ruled out this week. It's, he made, I'm, I'm, lucky, I'm glad I didn't hear that quote. I knew he was injured beforehand because I saw him grab it earlier. You had to, get, you had to keep Moylan on and take Chad off. I, I know he was injured. I, I have a feeling he was going to get hooked anyways after that defence. I know, I know the injury probably played a part, but if Morris didn't hook him after that tackle, then I would be straight down there asking for his his resignation because he wasn't right. He should never have been on the field. That is so frustrating to hear. No, I know, and 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 the worst part about this is in 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 round one and two, I thought he coached the team really well. I thought he used the interchange really well. It was an unlucky pass and a fucking brain snap from Chad Townsend again from from winning those two games. But this he just got it all wrong. And then to hear him just fucking talk it off about with Townsend as if, oh, you know, he's got a hamstring injury, but we're just going to flog the fuck out of him for another 10 minutes and hope he doesn't concede anything for us. It, like, it was really... We were out-coached, and he was just dumb. To leave your halfback, who already can't kick the ball past his shadow, is not real fast... And he's, he's void of ideas. To leave him out there with a fucking hamstring injury, Dan, and, I, and I'm sorry for cursing for, for you people listening to this, but that's the frustration that's boiled over. And, and, and Bomber's got to pick that up because that was bad. Was I'm not sorry for cursing because Cronulla make me fucking swear. Mate, Josh Dugan outside his two tries didn't do a whole lot. Um, yeah, 
and he was up against BJ Leilua, and I thought he handled BJ really well. His de- his defence is class, and that's one thing I'll say about Dukes. He he didn't really get much ball. When we went left, the ball got to Wade Graham, and Wade either ball played, cut Dugan out, or put a kick in. So there wasn't many times where you saw Dugan actually get the ball. Um, and, and he didn't really go looking for it. Again, it's a, it's a guy who's coming back off some injuries, but uh, I, I think he'll be sweet. Um, I, I, I can't fault Dugan's game apart from that uh, attempt to tackle. Without knowing the stats, do you know who was our main meter maker on the weekend? Um, I, I, I do. Um, oh, shit, it's... it's off my head at the moment, but someone made 140 metres, I think. Do you know? I do, mate. I do, and it, it shocked me. Who was it? Jesse Ramian. That's it, yeah. Jesse Ramian had 149 metres. Now, I couldn't tell you any single run that he made that entire night. And you telling me that forward pack, no one can run for 150 metres? is he did make a lot of runs when 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 the Tigers kicked the ball down he was usually taking the the, the second or third hitter um yeah so I I noticed Ramian a lot running the ball but I didn't you know Sean Johnson did not use him well Sean Johnson has not figured out how to use him at all at the moment um I, I've got a real problem with our halves at the moment and I don't think it's going to matter who's in the halves because we play this sort of really stupid, you know, Chad's got to play left and Sean Johnson's got to play right. Going back to 2018 when we had Chad Townsend and Matt Moylan and Chad seemed to just play that left side of the field and Moylan drifted across and played both sides. And then going back to 2016, obviously, when we won the competition with James Maloney, you know, Maloney was everywhere on the field. But I've got a real problem with locking Sean Johnson and Chad Townsend on one side of the field because when they're having shocking games like Sean Johnson did on the weekend, he can't go over the other side of the field and link up with Wade Graham because apparently there's this imaginary wall there that he can't run past. Um, with him being halfback this weekend, he needs to take a lot of responsibility on and he needs to be hitting both edges. We, we've got a real shot at the Cowboys this weekend with no Tom Malolo and some other players out injured, but Sean Johnson needs to be controlling this game on the weekend because he's on thin ice for me. Oh, you know... I, I wouldn't have cared if Bomber had dropped Johnson and gone with Trindle and Moylan this weekend. Absolutely, 100% agreed. I'm a huge Sean Johnson fan, but we keep yeah. saying, if when he's good, when he's good, when's he going to be good? Yeah. This week, he was more frustrating than not. His kicking yeah. game just seems completely out the window, and I noticed that too. The times that we were dangerous last year was when Moylan was floating from fullback, left and right. You never knew where he'd pop up. Now you know exactly where Johnson's going to be, and they're pinning him down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and that's it. He either catches the ball off a really slow Townsend pass, and the defence is on him, or they know he's going to go short to Nakora. He he doesn't know how he doesn't know how to use Jesse Ramian as a runner. He doesn't try. And I, and I, I thought he was really ripped off with that ball to um, Mulatalo. That was a cracking ball. Well, that wasn't forward. I I didn't think it was forward at all. I thought. You know, momentum, it was it was back out of the hands, and that's the rule. Um, I thought Mulatalo was over for the try, but, you know, whatever. But, you know, he, he, he started off slow, Sean. He threw the ball in between three players, which is not an easy thing to do, and it trickled out into touch. 
It didn't get better. One thing that's really pissing me off, though, is when we're pinned, he's got one of the biggest boots in the competition, and Chad Townsend does our fucking clearing kicks. I don't know if if Johnson's right. I don't know, either something in his head or he's an injury, because I remember for the Warriors, they'd be kicking from the 10 or the 12, and he'd pin the other side down. I haven't seen that bar maybe one or two games last year. But if he's not fully fit, he shouldn't fucking be there because Trindle's got a real good kicking game and Wade Graham can boot the shit out of it. And so can Josh Dugan. That guy can kick the ball like I've never seen. Mate, Chad must have pictures of someone and he must say, I have to play the side I want and I control the kicking game when Wade doesn't do it. It just doesn't fucking work. No, and, and the, like the other... I'm not making excuses for Sean Johnson at all because he's, he's been like really underwhelming by the Souths game and he's been underwhelming for a, a while as well. But we've got, you know, he plays his best football in the seven. He plays his best football for New Zealand in the seven. He plays his best football for the Warriors at the seven. He's got the seven this weekend. If him and Moyland can get that combination, there's no reason Townsend needs to come back. Um, but he's got to do something. He needs to be kicked because Moylan can't kick the ball all that well. He needs to be, and, and the other thing that's going to frustrate me as well is Moylan's going to play the same side as Wade, and you're going to have the same thing. Wade Graham's going to be kicking on the fifth down that side. We're not going to go to Sean Johnson all that much. Johnson needs to get involved. He needs to just turn around and break the shackles of that right edge, sticking to that right edge. He needs to get himself across both sides of the field if we're having any chance to win this weekend. We've got three really good ball players, Sean Johnson, Matt Moylan, Will Kennedy. It's going to mean nothing if they don't roam the field. Yep, time to use him. And you're right yep. that Johnson's got the seven on his back. It's his team. We know Moylan doesn't like to organise. He just likes to interject himself. If he sees a gap, he'll run 100 metres to get to that gap and put someone through. We need that urgency from Sean Johnson as well. Yeah. Uh, two more points. Uh, Chad Townsend now has one try assist in his last 10 games. One try assist in 10 games. It's pretty shit. Doesn't yeah, shock me, though. Back. Does not shock me. Uh, uh, who was your 3-2-1 on the weekend? Um, mate, I didn't write it down. Thinking offhand, uh, Sorensen won. He was good. Um, I like Blake Braley, maybe two. Uh, and Wade Graham, three. Yeah, Wade Graham got the three from me. Toby Rudolph got the two. That just that, that first stint was outstanding. And even still in the second stint, he was, he was cleaning up. He, he chased Benji Marshall down and made a, a nice cover tackle on him. And I've got to give Will Kennedy the one. Uh... Which leads us into uh, Saturday night, 7.30, up in Townsville. The Cronulla Sharks taking on the North Queensland Cowboys. Now, we've got no Tormalolo for the Cowboys, no Fafita for the Sharks, no Morgan for the Cowboys, no Chad Townsend for the Sharks, which is a good thing. We've already spoke about it. Sean Johnson and Matt Moylan are the halves. Dan, talk to me about it. How can Cronulla win this game? We have to win this game. Uh, it's a must win in round four, which is downright ridiculous. Short season, we we got to win this week. Um, if you offered me any player out for Tom Alolo, I'm taking it. And if you offered me Chad Townsend for Morgan, I'm taking it. Uh, yeah. Cronulla have to dominate early. We have to continue to play football for more than 15 minutes. And we've got to get... Jesse Raymond across the try line. He has to score a try, break those shackles, and just sit back and enjoy. All right. Now, looking at both the teams on paper, 
on paper, our back line is better than theirs. On paper, our halves are better than theirs. And on paper, our forward pack is better than theirs. So why do I have a feeling we're going to get murdered in this game? Probably Val. Yeah. Yeah, that's the... Uh, I've got that there as, as the last point, but let's bring it up. We need to kill Valentine Holmes and we need to kill him quickly. Yes. Um, you know, if, if we've got the ball for the first set of the game and we haven't dropped it, I'd be getting a big Sean Johnson spiral ball straight down the middle and I'd be telling Toby Rudolph to just go and take his head off. Absolutely. Make sure you hear the breath leave his body. Yep. Um, this is, going back to it though, we just touched on it, this is the Sean Johnson 7, Matt Moylan 6. It, you and I have been calling it for a while. It's going to be a bit of fun because these guys can either just turn it on or it can be ice cold. I, I really hope it's not ice cold. It needs to be hot. Look, last year we played them up there early in the season. We beat them, beat them convincingly. And Sean Johnson had arguably his best game, uh, you know, for well, at least in the opening part of the competition. Moylan played. That was the night Moylan got injured. He had the game on strings before that happened. Um, those two have a combination that needs to come back together and they need to find a way to bring Will Kennedy into it. We've got a lot of pace. We're, we're a lot faster than them. We need to dominate them, um, but not be stupid about it. And Aaron Woods needs to just turn that game 360. I think if Woods can turn it, Woods had his worst game for us. That's it. There's no two ways about it. Um, if he can flip that around and we can just get some confidence in Moylan and Johnson, I have a feeling we'll be too much for them. But this Cowboys team, they've got something about them. They've got something about them. They do have something about them. I'm I'm worried Val's going to have a real good game. My my hate towards Val went away a lot quicker than I thought it would. I think it's yeah, because I I, I I picked him in Supercoach and I keep captain him because and I did the same with Young Flanagan because if they hurt me they also assist me. So I think I've I've tapered off well. Our big advantage is on the wing here because Ben Hampton for his promising start to the season. He's not a winger. He's not a first-grade footballer. If we don't hammer him early and quickly, I, I'm not sure which side he lines up on. I think it might be the left. But I'll put Ronaldo on him, and I'll be kicking there all friggin' night. Keep the ball away from Kyle Fell, because Katoa should run that guy around in fucking circles. Well, I'm going to say this. Ben Hampton is on the right wing, which means he'll be up against Dugan and Katoa. How many times do you think we'll have the brains on the fifth tackle... To put Josh Dugan on the wing and bomb Ben Hampton, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn around and say zero, but it should happen at least five times. Of course, it should happen. You send your biggest, strongest, best jumping player at their midget winger and you pepper him. Yep. Uh, for mine, I've got uh, another note I've got here as well is Dugan had an okay game. He needs to lift. He needs to get that confidence back up. Jesse Ramian is on notice. He can't just keep making 150 meters a game. He needs to do something else. Um, I've also got our wingers here. We have a distinct advantage. I think it's going to be a good battle between Cole Felt and... Uh, no, Cole Felt's on the right wing, which means he should be marked up against Katoa, which means uh, we'll have uh, uh, we'll Mulatalo on Hampton. Good. So we probably won't bomb to him anyway. Kick there all uh, night. And this, this is the game as well. Now, Will Kennedy needs to build off. He's had, he's had a strong game against the Storm. He had a really good game on the weekend. He needs to be putting pressure on to make himself the number one. And then you've got to hope the other two guys, Sean Johnson and Matt Moylan, they just click 
and we have no need for Chad Townsend to ever come back to the Cronulla Sharks and we all live happily ever after. That would be perfect. Mate, one, <laughs> one thing that we haven't mentioned yet that I've, I've kept on purpose, Blake Braley looks super dangerous on the weekend. There were three or four times where it looked like he was going to burst through. He's going to catch. We need we need an Aaron Woods performance from one of their forwards because if he notices, he's going straight through that line. I will say this about Blake Braley. He was really good on the weekend, but that kick dead at 16-10 turned the game. They went down and scored, and that was it. We never got momentum back. Absolutely. I was so frustrated because we had huge numbers to the left. It looked like a set play because the guys knew it was coming. But absolutely, if he gets that right, it's probably, you know, Cronulla might even score again. But that was the momentum turn and we never got it back. But I think he's the key, especially if Robson comes on early as he did this week. Um, if he goes at Woods, we're in all sorts of trouble up the middle. Um, the thing about that kick from Braley, though, yes, it was a momentum killer, but it was a momentum killer because there was no chases. So, you know... If, if we had chased that, that ball sat up for a long time. It, it's not as if he just kicked it and it was too hard off the foot straight away. No one ran through for it, so I don't think anyone knew that kick was on. And as you said, we had big numbers left. Um, and that was the kick that he caught the storm out uh, within, in round two. But, yeah, that, that definitely changed momentum. And, it, it, yeah, it was it, super, super, super frustrating. It was. You expect better from him. I think... That Melbourne play was I mean, exactly I mean, what he was looking for. It's, it's a bit harsh to say you expect better from him. You know, that, that was his third full game of rugby league. Like, I know he's got 20 games under his belt, but that was his third full game. You know, maybe it was a little bit of fatigue. We said the same thing about Moylan. Maybe we can excuse Braley on that because he tried to overcorrect his kick because he nailed the kick in round two. And we know he can do it because we've seen him do it for Newtown as well. But, yeah, look, hopefully you, you, you put that past him. Um, super exciting for us though, Dan. Talakai's in the number 16. Huge, huge in. I was really happy to see this. I actually thought they might bring Big Royce Hunt in, which I'm glad they didn't. So I still have some questions over his fitness. Talakai is a fantastic ball runner. Um, the guy okay. has no self-preservation at all. And that's exactly yeah. what we needed on the weekend. Yeah. So that, that means now, you know, you've got Scott Sorensen, who's going to play a lot of middle... You've got Braden Ueli, who's obviously going to play a lot of middle. I think we'll probably see Talakai come on uh, at lock forward as well, which, you know, he, he's going to chew that up. Connor Tracy's back on the bench. You're right. I, I, I thought if Fafida was going to be out this week that we might see Royce Hunt in the team. But for, for people who are complaining about Aaron Woods' lateral defence, um, fitness and all-round movement, I would, I would hate to see what you think about Royce Hunt under it. Uh, afterwards, he was a big, strong boy in New South Wales Cup, but he was caught out a lot. Blake Braley was one who really ran him around in, in the New South Wales Cup finals. Um, yeah, he's probably got a bit more conditioning to do, and it, it just sucks that New South Wales Cup aren't playing uh, to get that in for him. But yeah, Talakai, mate, give me some Talakai. I, I love it. That That's funny you mention that about, about um, Hunt. I think the change in rules ended his season before it got started. I don't yeah. think he can he can be there until he can prove he can play 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, look, you know, we, we've said now, at, at the end of this, we, we, we have the potential to be 0-4 and behind one of the Dogs or the Dragons. At 0-4 in a 20-week season, you, you're almost done. You know, you, you've got to win 11 or 12 games to guarantee yourself finals, um, or, you know, or, or a bare minimum 10 and hope everyone else is shit. 
But if you're 0 and 4 and aiming for 11 games, you could, you've got to go 11 and 5, and, and your season's almost done. I've said, you know, we well, we've said that, you know, when the season's absolutely over, that you need to start experimenting with people. I think Royce Hunt's going to be a back end of the year experiment to see if he can, you know, live up to some first grade. But right now, when we're fighting for our season, someone like Talakai, who's fighting. You know, fighting for his career, really. Like you, you've got to hope that he's got that Scott Sorensen leap in him because Sorensen's been our best forward in, in the first three weeks. And you've just got to hope that Talakai can just come in and hurt someone. I know it's a big jump, but he was he was arguably our best forward last year, and even uh, for for Newtown that is. And we we actually said because he was a Newtown signee, we actually said we got to sign this kid. And it was recently announced that that he's upgraded, which is great. Um, I, I was very, very happy to see him in. I hope that they don't pull a switch and put Magulius in late. Um, yeah. I have a feeling they might, but we got to play Talakai. He just he oozes what we need right now, which is a straight runner who won't take no for an answer. Whereas Billy's yeah. got the finesse. He's not the sort of player that you can go, here's a hard hitter. Oh, here's another one. Here's another one. Whereas Talakai will be the first one to put his hand up and get thumped three times in a row and get up with a huge smile on his face. Yeah, um, with, with Talakai, he was he was a shark at the beginning of the year. He was a development player. We actually upgraded him. It's not as if we pinched him off Newtown. We Cronulla signed him in the development squad, um, and then we, you know we've released Josh Morris, and we've you know got some money now because there he's a steroid cheat. Um, so we've we've upgraded Talakai. But I, I think if Magulis is going to come in for anyone, it'll be Connor Tracy. I don't. I, I could I can't see us carrying a bench of Connor Tracy and Magulis because it just doesn't really offer anything. Like Magulis doesn't want to go out and make 150 meters. You know he wants to ball play. He wants to get his hands on. He wants to get involved. Um, Connor Tracy, I don't know where he's going to play because I, I really want Blake Braley to play that. You know 80 minutes and dummy half. Um, I think Tracy's going to be there for insurance if one of our halves break down. Otherwise, he's probably just going to get a 10 minute cameo here or there. But I'm excited because we've got the opportunity to see Sean Johnson and uh, Matt Moylan. There's a lot of points in our spine. There's also a lot of meltdown in our spine. But as you know, I'll, I'll be absolutely shattered if uh, Talakai is, is a, a late dropping. Agreed, uh, especially about the points. This is a hit or miss week for us. But I like it. We have to take that risk. Playing, yeah. I was happy that they didn't pick Connor at six. And put Moylan back to number one um, because we need we need Kennedy's ball playing. I feel as bad as this feels to say that Connor's there in case Moylan can't go eighty. Yeah. That's just yeah, a feeling I get. Yeah, that's what I said. He's insurance in case one of the halves has a meltdown. Um, this is a week where we're either going to score fifty points or we're going to concede fifty but score thirty. Um, it's it's just got that feel of fun about it. I'm not expecting us to win. Um, I am going to tip us, as I always do. I'm not expecting us to win. But it wouldn't surprise me. Round three last year, or no, sorry, round four last year, we went up to Townsville and beat uh, beat the Cowboys 42-16. It wouldn't surprise me if we did it again. Tormalolo, a massive, massive, massive out for them. Someone like Valentine Holmes really thrives on their forwards, making a lot of metres. I think our forward pack can eat them up. Um yeah, this is Cronulla. They they need to do it now. They they just need to do it. Yep, we need to eat them up the middle. We need to eat them up wide. Um, Nakora's got to get his thumb out of his ass 
and put in. Yeah. He didn't put his hand up for too many hard hit-ups the other week, and when he's not running into gaps on like 10 metres out, I haven't been real impressed with Nakora for a couple of weeks now. That may, may be being harsh. I know he's a good young player, but he's really got to make that right side his own. Or a player like Talakai might just pinch it. Yeah, and and even still, without Talakai, you've also got Teague Wilton. Mm-hmm. You know, Teague, Teague Wilton's 196 centimetres and 100 kilos at chomping at the bit to, to get in. So, you know, if the, core is, if the core is waiting for Sean Johnson to light the world up before he gets involved, and, you know, you've seen Sean Johnson can be hit or miss... Um, and it's like, you know, early last year, Nakora was coming infield and running some fucking incredible angles. Now he just stays in that channel. That that right edge is so structured when it doesn't need to be and so shackled when it shouldn't be, it's it's frustrating. To shackle Johnson, Nakora, and Ramian is infuriating. Those are three yeah. players that should pop up wherever they want when they need to. Yeah, and even still last week, like, you know, um, uh, Mulatalo and Jennings, how many times did we bomb for Mulatalo? Like, we, we have the dumbest halves in the competition. They don't bomb to their wingers. Yeah, I honestly you know, can't but, remember the last try we scored off a kick like that. Yeah, I, I think the last one, like, the last one that sticks out in my memory was Matt Moylan to Jesse Ramian in 2018 against the Knights. Yeah, for his six tries. I think... I think Fecky was on the end of a few because even on an easy put down, Fecky makes it difficult and memorable. I, I, I can't like I can't remember Fecky taking a high ball because he's so short. I just um, I get we, the feeling that it's just a tap down for Fecky. But how bad is it? We can't remember a simple play that we just had, we never and, run. Yeah, and 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 again, like Mulatalo is one hundred and ninety centimeters. Uh, Jennings, who was marked up against, he had a clear height and, and enthusiasm. Uh, and Mulatalo's shown he's fucking good under the high ball. Kick the ball to him. He is. Mate, he is the most... I know I say this all the time, but I'm going to. If I was supporting any other team, I would hate that kid with a passion. Oh. He mate, he put a hit on and came in and rubbed heads and was in under people's skin the other night. He's a very bit dislikable fella, and I love it. And, and, he, and he's picked the West Tigers to upset. Like he's he's got he's a man of my heart. He's a man of my heart going after the Tigers. But you know he did it. He did it. Got himself suspended last year for you know for over enthusiasm against the Tigers. I think the Tigers fed off it a little bit better this time. But you know they went at him and they tried to give him a hard night. And Mulatalo just kept coming back. But 190 centimeters, really athletic, can jump, really good under the high ball. Let, let's have a game plan of not kicking the ball to that to that guy once. That that sounds like a fucking sound game plan. It was we we don't bomb wingers. We keep kicking it to the fullback who train to take bombs. When is when is Chad Townsend ever going to realise that his end over end kicks aren't going to produce a mistake? Mate, my my daughter catches those on the chest. Yeah. Yeah, I just I don't I don't get it. I don't get why he is a first grade footballer. Yeah, I I, I don't get it either. It's, yeah, and, and and I mean going back to Mulatalo as well. I think it was Benji Marshall put up that spiraling bomb, and even the commentators said no one's catching this. Mulatalo ran in and caught it like it was a joke. Yeah, he did. It was so easy. It was like what? Like I was yeah. waiting for it to bobble. So heaven forbid someone kicks the ball to him this weekend. 
maybe Moylan's the one. Maybe he's come back and he's seen something that Chad and, and Johnson just won't do. Or something. But uh, you know what the best part of this is now, Dan? What's that? It's the end of the podcast and we get to hail Matt Moylan. We do. We get to hail Matt Moylan. <laughs>